Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once all entrusted to God's holy people. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask that you bless this discussion, bless us, open our minds and our hearts to receive your word, help us demonstrate and help us get your message out, Father God, in the way that the babes in Christ and those who are on the fence could properly receive it, Father open their minds and their ears to receive what we are going to say today. Father God, use us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, GT. And for everyone listening, welcome to Standing Firm Defenders of Faith. This is a podcast that aims to bring together Christians from all walks. Where you are does not matter. It's about starting new and beginning your walk with Christ and beginning your walk with God. So there's a few types of people. There's some Christians who just want to learn more, people who are new, and they're saying to themselves, I want to know more about the Bible, but I don't know where to start. This is a good place to start. There's others who have been in the faith for a while, but have become disenchanted. They're tired of hypocritical people, judgmental people, and they want to come to a place that's safe and they learn without the judgment. This is a good place to start. Then there's others who probably just stumbled upon this podcast by accident. Maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe it isn't. But if you're here, we want you to learn and grow, and that's the whole point of this show. So a little bit about myself. My name is Candace Paul, and I'm an author, and I wrote a book called Spiritual Warfare. Some years ago, I was having a feeling that something isn't right in the world, and I really wanted to just talk about it and discuss it, and I did in my book. And my testimony isn't very dramatic, it's just one of those situations where I knew God was real. That was it. Throughout my life, I just knew that there was someone watching and listening and who was in control and who was protecting me. And once I realized that, I felt like I needed to do more for him. And that's how I started to grow in my faith. And there's certain things that are interesting to me. I have areas of interest that I pay attention to. And social science is one of them. Just how people are. I'm not an expert by any means, but I pay attention through personal observation what's going on in the world, why things are happening, why things aren't happening. 
why people are doing more for themselves and not others. And all of this begs the question, where do we fall as faithful people? How can we change that storyline? What can we do to help? So I'm really interested in the real-world application of the Christian faith. Like, how do you deal with everyday struggles that people have, depression, addiction, literal family issues, career issues? Where do you go? What's your purpose? How do you know? And that's what we'll focus on in this show. So it's not just me alone. I have wonderful hosts who are with me, and I want you all to get to know them as well. And throughout the podcast, you will learn more about them. And tonight, you will hear their personal stories. The first person is David Chandler. The second is G.T. Hawkins. And the third is Darian Eaton. So we'll start with David. David, tell us your story. Well, thank you, Candice. Uh, I came to Faith in Christ when I was 25 years old, June 21st, 2002. And by the way, my name is David Chandler, and I am an author as well. Uh, I've published up to eight books, and uh, my specialty, of course, is science fiction and fantasy. And I've been a believer since 2002, um, and my area of study is social science, uh, but my main area of study is apologetics. The only reason why my area, that is my chosen area of study is because when I was, before I got saved, I was in a state of confusion, didn't know who to believe and what to believe. So I grew up in the church. Um, I was not really strong in the Lord. As a matter of fact, I didn't really care too much about the things of God. I was just in the church because I had parents that uh, were in the church, relatives and things of that sort. I had an uncle who was a pastor. And when I got saved at the age of 25, uh, I was, uh, I knew that there was a change that happened in my life and and so I did not want to be confused anymore. So I started studying apologetics, started studying cults, average Christian doctrines, and movements, only because I saw how dangerous and how deleterious it was towards the things of the Lord, especially uh, in the church. And uh, theological liberalism, modernism, the occult, uh, and science and medicine as it pertains to the Bible. Uh, but <clears throat> I was saved at the age of 21, and I knew that I needed the Lord. Uh, all these years I thought that I was saved. All these years I thought that I knew the Lord, but I didn't really know how to connect with him. And so when I was saved uh, at the beginning of the summer, um, I was introduced to the Lord by a missionary. Never saw the man again after I was saved. And I was attending a, an IBF church. For all people that don't know what an IBF stands for, it's Independent Fundamentalist Baptist Church. And so I went there for a few years, and then I left, and I started to uh, really investigate these things that I was told and after 
my younger years getting involved in different groups, cults, false teachings, and things of that sort, I started to investigate these things, and I started to ask questions. Why are these things so integral to getting to know the Lord? Why is it, so, why is, why is it that all of these movements have gained uh, a foothold in the church? And so when I started investigating and, and reading and studying these things, I knew the reason why that was is because uh, the devil wanted to gain a foothold in the church and had done so. But anyway, um, I uh, knew the Lord since I was uh, for, for about 16 years, and I haven't looked back, and I've met some wonderful friends along the way, and so uh, that is my testimony. Well, that's wonderful, David. Uh, it's a powerful story, and it's interesting to hear how people, when people get saved, some people meet God when they're very young, some people when they're adolescents and then when they're older. So it's good to hear your story as well. And GT, I'm wondering what your story is. Could you share with us your testimony? I came to the knowledge of the Lord at a really, really young age. Um, I was about five or six years old, and my mother and my grandmother were sitting on the bed, and uh, they were talking about a character named by the name the Antichrist. And I'm sitting there listening to them, and I ask them, what's an Antichrist? And my mother tells me, well, son, that's the man who's going to come and oppose Jesus Christ. Again, I'm five years old, and he's telling me this. And then my grandmother goes on, and she she co-signs, and she says, oh, yeah, and the, um, the sun and the moon, the moon is going to drop away in blood. All these things are going to come to the earth. And, I'm at, and I asked, I said, where can I read this? And, you know, they told me which book to read the book of Revelation. And my grandmother told me, she said, before you read, make sure you pray to God for understanding. And so taking everything she said to me literally, I said, okay. I got on my knees and I prayed to God and I asked him to give me understanding. (laughs) And I expected that when I opened this book, that I was going to have understanding as I'm reading it. But as I'm reading it, I'm seeing all these symbols and these uh these these weird creatures, the beast with seven eyes or uh ten horns and I'm my mind is going a hundred miles an hour. Again, I'm five I'm five years old at this time. I I didn't understand it. But when I got to chapter 6 of Revelation, I I read where it said that the moon would uh, turn to the color of blood and will not give its light. And when I got to that very part, I remember what my grandmother told me, and I saw it there, and I instantly believed it. 
it was right right there. Although she she said it when she said the moon would drop drop away in blood, uh, she was wrong on on that part. But the reference to blood is the blocking of the moon's light. So this is, I, I guess I can say I, I wasn't technically introduced to the Lord because I had always always believed believed in God. Um, and my family wasn't the type that went to church all the time, but when we did, I was, I don't know, it was just in the, it was, he was in the home. They always had conversations about him, about Jesus Christ and God, uh, Jesus Christ, the Lord. So those things uh, that, I, that I paid attention to in Revelation at 5, I didn't have an understanding then, but as I got older and I continued to study and look for the answers, the first thing it did to me was put the fear of the Lord in me because uh, I was one of those little kids where a thunderstorm would come and I was frightened. I was frightened. And my great aunt, Aunt Rosie, lived in, uh, who lived in South Hope, she always told my mother, she would tell her, uh, that's, that boy got the fear of the Lord on him. And, again, as I grew up, I always looked for the answers. And uh, it, based, based upon what my grandmother and my mother introduced to me first as a subject, it would make sense that prophecy was one of the one of my favorite subjects now. It's always my favorite subject. And for some reason prophecy seems to cover almost eighty percent of all scripture. There's prophecy all throughout from the beginning to the end. And all the all of the other things that uh that's in between these subjects, uh Science was another was another subject uh, that I decided to to look into because I was fascinated with bugs and uh, the, uh, bugs and fire and how chemicals mix together and things of that nature. So uh, science was one of those things that. A lot of people do not understand science or the the word science, and so they equate a different type of science, which is evolution, to science when they both have uh, completely different meanings. And I'm sure those are things we're going to get into uh, as the show goes, uh, as we do more shows. But biblical archaeology is another topic that. I'm so fa- fascinated with because, again, I've read the things I read in the scriptures. Uh, for instance, the mountain, uh, Mount Sinai, the, the mountain that God descended on. I, I'm saying to myself, I know this Bible is 100% real, 100% true. So I should be able to go and find these places somewhere on the map. I'm sure I'm not the only one who said where can these biblical places be? And coming across uh, information and, and reading about people like Ron Wyatt, a man who 
yes, he he was a uh, Seven Day Adventist. Uh, he also uh, claimed Jesus Christ, and G, uh, God would judge him on any of his errors. Or, or, actually, God would judge all of us. But the point is, he believed the Bible literally and went and searched for these places. He had the resources. He had the money. And he found he found these places, Mount Sinai. Oh, well, then you learn all you have to do is go on the Bible and read. It tells you where the mountain is at. In Arabia, modern-day Saudi Arabia, that mountain is called Jabal el Laws today. You can look it up. And so this is why I love biblical archaeology because we can find we can find the places that the Bible has mentioned and fake scientists, biased scientists, they try to deny the things that are out there. They suppress they suppress the knowledge or the discovery, giants and things of that nature. Uh I took astronomy for two years, uh, I'm trying to think, a few years ago, uh, maybe like two two or three years ago, I took astronomy for two years. And again, it's another one of those biblical subjects. Well, the class wasn't biblical, but I always use my biblical foundation to understand astronomy, always remembering that it was God who created Everything. Um, another one of the last topics that I love. I mean, I love so many, but just to keep it brief, uh, types and shadows. That is another beautiful subject. When we look at how most of the patriarchs, all of them actually, serve as a type of Christ. Adam, he's called the son of God. Jesus Christ is called the son of God. God gives Adam dominion over the earth. Jesus is going to have dominion over the earth. And it goes on and on. But one of the, one of my most favorite types and shadows deals with Passover. And I can't wait to get into that subject because it goes back to archaeology. It goes back to astronomy. It goes back to history. And it's going to be a very fascinating topic, I promise you. Because you'll see how Jesus Christ fulfilled all seven days of the Passover to the T. And that's honestly like hearing your testimony and seeing all these areas of study that interest you, it's really fascinating how everything ties together. And I look forward to the show when you're going to kind of piece it all together for us. Cause I know that there's a lot of people listening who want to know how all of this stuff connects. Cause so many times we think that it's separate. So I, I look forward to that and thank you for sharing and so, Darian, you're up next. What's your testimony? Thanks, Candice. Um, so I was raised by my mom and my grandmother. Uh, 
similar to GT, um, being raised by my grandmother, um, I was just given, uh, at an early age, I've always believed in God. But my faith was definitely, of course, immature. I didn't, I didn't grow up in a home where we went to church every week. And my grandmother did. My grandma went to church faithfully. She taught Sunday school. When I was very little, I used to have to go with her. I got about 14, and I kind of fell off. You know, it wasn't something I was dedicated to. I went because I had to. Um, grew up in Baltimore. The church that we went to was, uh, uh, you know, like a classic Baptist church. You know, big drums, you know, really good music. But I didn't really, really understand what church was. I just thought it was the place um, to be for whatever ritualistic view you had of whatever God you serve. I always thought that, you know, it was different churches for different types of people. I never really had a real fundamental concept. And um, as I got older, I uh, went through, a, you know, a rough patch. And, and about 22 is when I actually gave my life to Christ. I didn't have the uh, evangelist meet me. I didn't have a pastor talk to me. I wasn't in the church. I was, I was actually at work. And I was going through a really, really bad, uh, relate, you know, relationship, and it broke me down. And as a byproduct of it, I was homeless. And so I didn't know this word then, but I learned it kind of fairly, you know, fairly soon after uh, about contrition, having a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Um, the Lord had to break me down so that he could finally say, look, boy, it's about that time for you to start focusing in. So I, I was reined in. I was, you know, I finally surrendered my life, and um, you know, I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior at about 22. And so that started me on a, a whirlwind of a journey, and put me into different situations. And so I am a licensed minister. Um, not, you know, I have no denomination. I just believe the scriptures. I believe the gospel. And, I, you know, I, I trust God's word at his word. And so knowing that I didn't have a conventional uh, uh, bringing to the Lord, I didn't, I didn't need to rely on somebody else to educate me. I sat before the Lord in his word myself. And as I would go to church, I would have, questions for the pastors who weren't able to always answer them. So I began to study more. I, you know, I went to school for it. I started eating as much of it as I, I could possibly do, fasting, trying to get the Lord to give me information. While I was in the shower, like, Lord, you got the beam information into my brain. You can do all things. I want you to show me stuff that don't nobody else that I know have the information for. And so just to collectively you know, point out a few things that really interest me in study as a byproduct of my upbringing. Um, I was always naturally inquisitive. I like to ask questions. Why? Why? Why did you do this? What's the purpose of that? Why? 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 Like, I wanted to be sure what I believe and why I believe it. And so, similar to David, I definitely am a, a big fan of apologetics, knowing what you believe and why you believe it, and being able to 
explain it, rightly dividing the word of truth, the Bible says, so that you can shun profane and vain babbling. I'd definitely like to know what I'm talking about because I was one of those kids where I hated to be wrong. And I was a kid, I used to talk about stuff I didn't really know about all the time, and I would be wrong. My mom would be like, you're wrong, wrong, wrong. You need to get this information. And it's kind of drilled in my head to when you speak, speak with accuracy, especially about the word of God. And that was something that my mom instilled in me and my grandmother. When I got saved, ironically, funny story, when that day that I gave my life to Christ, the first thing that came back to my mind was John 3.16. Uh, for God so loved the world, gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I had heard that millions of times, but it was like I had the aha moment when I got saved. And immediately, I, little things, little nuggets of information and little gems that my grandmother had given me um, started to make sense. And it was at that moment that I realized without God, you can have no revelation without his spirit. And Instantly, things begin to start working in my mind. And so, of course, you know, a lot of my favorite areas of study is the fundamentals of the faith. I love to help new believers get their fundamental doctrines in uh, who God is, who is Jesus Christ, what the Trinity is, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, um, just things of that nature, questions that people don't seem seemingly uh like to ask what propitiation is, uh, what is uh, glorification, justification, sanctification, things that are, you know, things um, about the elements of faith. Um, I'm definitely big in the bibliology. If you know that the Bible is factual and you know that it's true, why not learn more about it? And so being able to trust God's word and know that it has integrity uh, um, it's definitely a big thing, and I think that's a really important starting place for any new believer to know what the Bible says, what the Bible says about God, what the Bible says about you, what the Bible says about how you should live. Um, and just like I said, those things also help to build on your apologetics, not apologizing, but being able to to uh, uh, defend the faith, not that the Bible needs to be defended, because God can defend himself all by himself. But when people come with questions or things that are vain, you should be able to uh, have an answer. So just in case other people are listening, you can uh, uh, give clear information so that people can learn as they go. I like to teach. I like to talk about things. GT and I definitely um, love archaeology. I like to find, you know, find and get in contact with different people who've been to, you know, countries where biblical things have happened, uh, Judea, uh, Israel, certain parts of Africa. Um, it's definitely important to know church history and archaeology, knowing who was actually where, who this person really is. Um, those type of things really help to shape your understanding of a biblical worldview and help for you to make educated decisions as you grow in Christ. And um, one of the biggest things, the two biggest things, they go hand in hand is spiritual warfare. And um, as, I, as I got older and um, came out of a rough relationship, I started to see things, and the Lord allowed my eyes to be open and to reveal things 
in a supernatural way about things that are quote unquote otherworldly, where where you hear about angels and demons and things of that nature, and you know, people like to romanticize these things and create these alternative facts about these things. But the truth of the matter is that the supernatural phenomena is real. It's a reality that most people are ignorant about what it really is. And so when you begin to talk about those things and begin to shed light on those things that are, quote, unquote, other, otherworldly um, and begin to make sense of those things, of course, with a biblical worldview and through the lens of Scripture, you begin to understand uh, uh, angels and demons and why God has allowed for messengers and for the enemy of God to to make moves on this earth. And for things, you understand those things. And as a byproduct, you see what happens in uh, real real world scenarios with people when they deal with uh, possession and uh, um, oppression spiritually, or even uh, what we see in the media where the enemy, who is the prince of the power of the air, uh, uh, you know, uh, wickedness in high places where you see things in politics and uh, other kingdoms of the world and what the Bible calls the world of people who are not saved uh, uh, or Gentiles have you operate apart from God and seeing how the uh, um, uh, the ethereal or the uh, intangible world behind what's actually going on, you get, begin to see those movements and devices of the devil and those type of things. Just to boost up your um, your understanding and your spiritual armor and your, you know, your war chest, get those things together and build up prayer, I'm definitely a, uh, a guy for those things and uncovering uh, those type of things to help uh, build up your faith, to build up your faith, I'm sorry, to glorify God and to edify the body of Christ. So that's a little bit about me. Well, thank you, Darian. I mean, that's all stuff that we really need to hear, and I think a lot of people are going to look forward to that conversation, especially about spiritual warfare, the occult, um, all of those type of things, all of those topics. And we have a lot of goals for this show. Uh, I know that I personally just want this to be a place for education and support for listeners who are growing in their faith. I want people to feel like, hey, let me go and check out this podcast, find out a little bit more information I didn't know, and find some resources that I can go to to verify what I'm thinking and to support me as I'm growing in my faith. So that's perfect. And so what goals for the show do you guys have? Well, my goal is to see other believers, new believers in particular, to become stronger in their faith. Uh, Darian mentioned a lot of things that were pertinent to what I uh, see in, in the, uh, the course of these recordings, and uh, people need to understand, especially new believers, they need to understand what, propiti- what propitiation is, uh, what is sanctification, what is um, what what makes the Bible true, what is verbal inspiration, what is plenary inspiration, we need to explain those things. And, and, and I can't wait, I'm, quite frankly, I'm excited to, to, to realize that we are a 
about to embark on something that is bigger than us. And so, uh, yeah, our, our goals are very similar we, the, for the show, very similar. We, we need to get to get the, the new believer to understand his faith. It's not enough to feel something. You know, we, when we're taught in church, we're, we, we touch God and we feel God and all this other stuff. It's very emotional, mm-hmm. sensationalistic. But we need to know who God is from a biblical perspective, and I think that's the, uh, the that, that should be the core. That should be the crux of what this show, what these recordings are about. Awesome, awesome. GT, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, yes, ma'am, I do, and I completely agree with David. Uh, these subjects that we're going to talk about are very important. Um, my goal is to have this project as a good resource for the babes of Christ to come and listen to the materials uh, because, you know, we we wish to present it in such a simplified way that they can walk away with something because it's too often that when people come to Christ, that they're left to their own. Like they don't have any real good um, education on why or what they actually believe. Like you say, uh, Romans says that when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that you're saved. So if you believe that, now you need to start figuring out why you believe it. Understand understand your faith. So that's the primary goal that I have of being here on this uh, broadcast and also to use it to strengthen my own walk uh, because it's going to take a lot of strength to uh, put this information out because I know, as Brother Darian said, there is a an, an unseen spiritual world that fights against us and I'm pretty sure we're going to get attacked from all sides. Um, so, yes, that, those are my goals for this show. That's good, and it's true. It, it, there will be controversy. <laughs> so, Darian, what about you? Any goals for the show? Absolutely. Uh, so, for me, I'm always throw a scripture in the mix to to kind of illustrate. The Bible says all scripture is given for inspiration of God, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness, that the man of God will be thoroughly furnished into all good works. And so because instructing out of scripture is wise, it's important for us to not only reach out to babes in Christ, but the Bible says iron sharpens iron. So to reach out to those who just look to be more seasoned and whatever I can do from my vantage point to help bring somebody else along is important to me to just disciple others and to be disciple because there are a lot of things that I am understanding of, but by all by all means, I am definitely not above being taught. I'm not above reproach. Um, I definitely have an understanding of a different things and a variety of disciplines, but I by no means have attained mastery of any of these subjects. 
So to even just be around other like-minded people who are looking to understand this information and to learn together and to be discipled together um, is amazing to me. And um, I definitely am a fan of some of the show ideas that we have coming along, and I am excited as well. But I definitely want to make sure that, um, what does Paul say, that or even when he preached to others, um, he's speaking to himself. I'm paraphrasing, of course lest he be a castaway. So even though we're teaching other people, I'm talking directly to myself too. I got to keep it real and keep it funky because I yeah. by no means am uh, perfect. And so there are a lot of things that I want to be able to do as I grow. The more we talk together and study together as a team of colleagues and hosts, we, we may disciple each other while helping other people. If that makes sense. And, and so that that's makes, definitely important to me. That makes perfect sense. And I'm actually glad you said that because I wanted to emphasize that we are just regular people. We are regular people who are trying to grow in our faith, who are trying to learn and just build a community of other people like us, good people who want to do good for the world and learn about the faith in the process and we're just ready to do something and change the way things are just because things are this way doesn't mean it has to be and I think everyone plays a part in making a difference in your community in your family in the world so I am very very geared up about this podcast and what we're going to do and I know that, you know, you mentioned the fundamentals of the Christian faith. And I want to actually talk about the real issues people have about the faith. Because there's a lot of questions that people have, things that I get asked, like, this doesn't make any sense, Candace. What are, what are they talking about? <laughs> you know, and I know that you all get those questions, too. And someone asked me not too long ago, why does a righteous God let bad things happen? And I really want us to talk about that question and really flesh it out for people who don't understand. And that will come up in a later show. So we're not even going to get into the details of that now. Just listen to the podcast and you will definitely hear about that in a later show. But um, we're going to talk about things about the importance of fellowship. We're going to talk about liberalism in the church and how things have become very lax. We're going to talk about prophecy, like GT was saying. We're going to talk about types and shadows, church history, the Bible history. It's, it's going to be a really positive thing. So I look forward to it. So do you all have anything to add? Again, I'm very, very uh, motivated by, this, by these recordings. I, I'm excited. Um, just listening to various ideas uh, <clears throat> proliferating through is just uh, remarkable. Um, I've, I've never had the opportunity to uh, be around Christians that were this hungry before in, in my life. And this is not just hyperbole. I'm serious actually serious. Mm -hmm. So this yes. is something that I'm looking forward to. And the idea of all of this information being disseminated throughout 
social media is really something that kind of gets me a little nervous, a little apprehensive because I'm not really accustomed to being on YouTube and all that other stuff. But um, this is great. Um, I, I can remember, uh, and, and the only reason why I say this is great because uh, this is going to be on a consistent basis. When uh, GT and I started, we were on TalkShoe, and we would talk about different things uh, from a, a variety of subjects, from A to Z, from soup to nuts, as they say. And some people would call in, some people wouldn't. It would just be the both of us on the uh, the line. But we would really, really hammer it home. And now I grown it's it's proliferated it's it's gotten bigger and it's 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 gone beyond what you could ever ask or even think so this is uh, a work that is going to need constant prayer because we're going to of course with any work that's of the lord it's going to uh inquire it's going to encounter uh opposition from the devil because the devil doesn't want his agenda exposed so we we really need to buckle down and pray and ask God to really uh, really bear down and buckle down and, and, and uh, really protect us and put a head of hedge around us because it's probably going to get pretty hectic hopefully it doesn't but you know if it comes with the territory then we have to be ready for it so uh, that's what I have to add. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess this has been a great introductory show. Um, I am so glad that you all shared your stories, and I look forward to the conversations that we're going to have moving forward. I, I think it's going to be very positive. And um, for everyone who's listening, please make sure that you like and subscribe to the show so you can stay up to date on what we're going to talk about and what we're going to discuss. So like and subscribe and share it with a friend as well. So, Darian, I'm going to ask you, could you pray out for us? Absolutely. Our hearts and minds clear. Eternal and all was God, Father, we thank you right now for just allowing uh, – my friends, my sisters, my sister and brothers in the faith to come together to do something to glorify your name, to magnify your name, to exalt your name. Thank you for allowing us to do something that's going to be able to edify the body of believers. We pray right now, Father, that, Lord, that you will put a hatchet protection over us and our families and our listeners, Lord, who participate with us throughout the weeks, those who pray for us throughout the weeks, those who just uh, um, come across our, our podcast, may it bear fruit. May it glorify your name, Father. We ask right now, Father, that you would uh, protect us as we prepare ourselves for the week. Help us to prepare our shows that you be in the midst, that your spirit lead and guide whatever it is that we speak on, that you may be satisfied with the level of work that we put in. May we be committed. May we love each other. May we disciple each other. May we pray together. May this be something that impacts the body of Christ abroad, Lord. May your name be kept holy. We ask right now, Father, that you would just 
heal our bodies, keep our minds and our voices together, help us to put have sound doctrine, help us to be able to expose the wiles of the enemy, and, and just do your will because this is important not only for, for us together but those abroad who are looking for information to help strengthen their faith. So we ask right now, Father, that you will go before us and fight our battles. And we say right now, now unto him who is able to keep us from falling, present us faultless before the presence of his glory, the only wise God with dominion and power, world without end. Amen. 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 Thank you all. Amen. Until next Amen. time. Amen.